What is good, all of our listeners and viewers? Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And I'm already feeling flu season. I mean, allergy season. Woo! Yeah, boy. We are here with episode 90, where we're talking about how you ruined my childhood. You, the listener and the viewer, ruined my childhood. But first, we got some uh, some segments. Some segments. Some segments. Okay, so I meant to say it is definitely. I'm definitely feeling allergy season, and I feel it already. Yeah, like it's coming soon. It's yeah. We're getting more warm days oh, than cold days. No, we we. I I'm looking at our decorations that we were supposed to put on the mics. I told you we should have done it the other day. Oh no, I forgot. Okay, so we bought. Um, okay, Liz, uh, how are you doing? I'm good. Um, bye-bye. Yeah. You, just keep going. <laughs> I don't know. I'm okay. My stomach hurts a little bit. Well, that's because you're married to me and <laughs> no, I think I'm, it's I'm because I was drinking from my water bottle today and then I noticed the spout of it was not the correct color it should be. And it really grossed me out when I cleaned it. So I think it kind of messed with my stomach a bit because I wasn't paying attention to when it needed to be cleaned. So audio audio listeners, you're not going to be able to see this. But uh, if you follow us on Instagram, by the way, uh, social media plugs. Oh, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, Game of Groceries. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but then you can follow us on Instagram. Games of Groceries. All one word. And you saw that we went to AC Moore uh, for this end of sale thing. I'm really sorry, audio listeners, but definitely subscribe to us on YouTube. But uh, we found these. They're little light-up pineapples Yeah. that we were going to put around the microphones uh, for a little, uh, you know, kind of like a little decoration. Like, oh, they're pineapples and they light up. And uh, I forgot to do that this week. So we'll do it next week. Yeah. But no, they look, we we're like, wow, that, that will look super cool. But if you see them next week on YouTube, they're... Uh, they are pineapples yeah. that light up. And they're like yeah. little fairy lights. Yeah. So uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe, please. Subscribe. But yeah, so I'm definitely feeling allergies right now. It's um, it's a doozy. Yeah. I can feel it. Yeah. I can feel it calling in the back of my throat. That sounds weird. Oh, Lord, kill me. What? Anyways, so uh, before we get started... With our first segment, we just remind everybody, you know, this is serious. You know, follow us on social media. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Gaming Groceries, or follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. And you can follow us there. Be friends with us there. But also follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries All One Word, where you can find out where we got these little light up pineapples. They're so cool. Anyways, uh, but you can also follow us on Facebook, that Toxic Wasteland on Facebook. That's right. We're on there. Uh, you can also check out our website, gamesgroceries.com, where you can listen to all the episodes from the website, as well as find out where you can listen to the audio versions of the website where you don't see what the pineapples look like. And finally, if you're not yet, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, definitely hit that subscribe button and that notification bell so that you know when all these episodes come out, as well as the videos that we produce every other Saturday, which a uh, new one's going to come out this coming Saturday. Uh, it's going to be about how video games are like coffee and coffee shops, so definitely look forward to that. But with all that said and done, let's just go into our first segment, Movie Minutes. So real quick, before we go into our first segment, uh, if we seem a bit off for the rest <laughs> of the show, um, I took a pause right before we went to the first segment. Uh, I heard a car stop. And uh, the dog, there was a dog that was hit. Yeah. Outside. That's why, if you're watching us on YouTube, that's why Liz is holding our dog, Floki. Uh, the dog seems okay, by the way. Um, they the called someone, so yeah. it'll be getting help. But it was able to get across the street itself, barely. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I really like animals, especially dogs, so it, I don't <laughs> deal and, with it well. And there was some person saying on the like, like slow trying down, to slow stop people to slow down so that the dog could cross the street. And, and guess so what? They could cross and get to it, and people were not listening. Yeah. So, um, like sometimes people. Yeah. <laughs> but 
So, like I said, if we don't seem like the same energy, that's because <laughs> we're helping a dog. Our neighborhood's not having a good weekend. No. A lot of things happened yesterday. This is tonight. I just, I'm very scared for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> My God. So, yeah. Um, this is actually kind of sad going into our yeah. uh, movie minutes, which is, um, oh, movie minutes, by the way. Movie minutes is a segment <laughs> that we go through the movies and we saw in the past. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, this yeah. one is on Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, we, we found this on Amazon Prime. It's called The Farewell. Uh, it is. It is a movie that came out last year we wanted to see in theaters. It's made by um, A24, which is an independent studio. Uh, Liz, opening thoughts. I really liked it. I really wanted to see this movie when it first came out. But because it was such a small indie film, um, yeah. the movies in our area didn't play it. So we didn't get a chance to see it. Because um, there's only one theater that was playing it. It wasn't for long and we missed it. And things happened. Um, yeah. But so when we saw it... We changed our original movie that we were going to watch. We're like, no, we're watching this because we both really wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. I really like the actress that plays Billy. Um, she was Billy, the, f- the main actor, yeah. uh, main character. She um, was the friend in Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's done a bunch of other stuff. That's just the only one that I've seen, I think. Um, but she's a great actress. Um, yeah. It was just a really good movie. It was it had the right amount of comedy, the right amount of. Yeah serious moments and it was it was really good and i did not mind having to read the whole movie yeah because it's all in chinese i well yeah like 80 percent of the film is in chinese yeah. like sometimes they talk in english yeah. uh but that's that, but uh, they're yeah but yeah. they're in china yeah so so yeah uh, chinese before you go into this movie like understand mm-hmm. that uh it's uh, it's mostly in Chinese. There is there is captions, so yeah, uh, just to help you out. But yeah, um, and that goes in my first note is that this movie is a showcase of Chinese family dynamics. The whole movie is based off the quote unquote lie where the grandmother has um, stage four cancer, stage three. I don't three. remember if they mentioned the stage. I they just know- they mentioned the stage. Oh, it was well, pretty hot. I probably hot. missed it. I don't. It was either stage three or, or four lung cancer. Yeah. And the family said that, you know, we can't tell her that she has cancer because it's not the cancer that kills people. It's, it's the, the fear. Yeah. So they bear the burden for the grandmother. And the whole time, Billy is like saying, should we tell our grandmother yeah. that she has cancer? Because she moved to America when she was little, mm-hmm. which I don't think we're ruining that much in saying that. But she moved to America when she was little. So she doesn't understand. Like, mm-hmm. even though she's from China, she hasn't really been in that culture in so long yeah she's been separate from her family so she doesn't get why this is what they're Mm -hmm. doing so the chinese families are trying to you know hide their emotions but they all want to mourn Mm -hmm. the grandmother and especially billy who is believing in western culture yeah um and and it's just kind of like this dynamic where you know she's trying to protect her grandmother Mm -hmm. but you have this chinese family dynamic in it yeah uh, it, it goes into my second note that every situation in this movie is incredibly relatable um, in, in terms of like you're with your family. There's comparisons. Yeah. There's deep cuts. Yeah. W- when I say a situation, I mean in a situation of of uh, emotional standpoint, I want to say. Yeah, like even though this family is outside of our culture mm-hmm. and from a different country and I feel like no matter where you're from, you'll see your own family yeah. in this family. So Yeah. And, and that's the thing is that I, I love how the direction of this movie was that relatable. It mm-hmm. didn't try to make like too much of a joke of family situations. But at the same time, yeah. it was funny because it's it was like, true. Life is funny. It's yeah. just you got to laugh at some stupid stuff. And the grandmother was just such a. Such, she was such a delight. Yeah. Not to say anything against my grandmas, but I wish she was my grandma. Well, <laughs> but <laughs> I love my grandmothers, by the way. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. She was so sweet to Billy, and that's yeah, why like Billy they had a very close relationship. Mm-hmm. But everybody in the entire movie is kind of reflecting on what they're kind of doing in their life. Should they have spent more time by the side of their loved ones? Mm-hmm. And and Billy's really thinking about that. How. I really should be staying in China. I want to be there for my grandmother. Mm-hmm. What am I doing in America? And it, it kind of goes into my final note is that I think by the end of this film, 
And it's only an hour and 39 minutes. So I yeah, don't, it's not long. It's not, it's Unless not, you have to pee like I did. Well, that. <laughs> then it's forever. But it's a strong message on uh, how often you spend with your loved ones, with your family, with your friends, um, with anybody that you really love the mm-hmm. most. And, I, you know, it really boils down to are you spending enough time with your loved ones or are you doing busy work just getting these accomplishments yeah. and at the end of everything, like you know. What's more important, your accomplishments or that you were happy? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, even Billy's struggle of like, I, I need to stay in China. Um, the other family members where they're, where they're saying that I, I didn't cry at my uh, mother's funeral. Like mm-hmm. you get to see all these people like each character gets their time of saying how emotional they really are in certain situations. Mm-hmm. And they start the question, should I have been more emotional? Yeah. What, did I just cut off my humanity yeah. in this? And I, and I think this movie has a, a beautiful dynamic to it. And the direction of the movie was on point. Mm-hmm. Every single scene was worthwhile seeing. Uh, and I felt like it it went in the length that it needed to go. And every single thing was utilized later yeah. on. Yeah. Um. And I and I think this movie is um is absolutely gorgeous, both in the cinematography, the writing, the direction. I really love like I really love this movie. It was yeah. very sad. It was. It was incredibly sad. Um. It really kind of got to you because it was so relatable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. Even if it's not your grandmother that you're close to, any family member, like if you imagined going through this, like, mm-hmm. like even just thinking and talking about it now, like I just think like I still like my great grandmother died when I was 16, so mm-hmm. I had a while with her. It it was very different in my family because I knew a lot of people growing up didn't know their great grandparents, but my great grandmother, like I still think about her, and there are times I still cry that she died, and this was over. 10 years ago almost. So, yeah. You know, it's interesting. It's just, it's really interesting that like a movie can touch so many different things and be so relatable, even though it's not even in our language. Yeah. Um, final ratings, final verdict. Um, by the way, before we go into that, again, this is called The Farewell. You can find it on Prime Video. Written and directed by Lulu Wang. Yeah. What do you think? What was your final verdict? 10 out of 10. Why is that? I well for one I literally can't find anything I didn't like about it. Mm-hmm. I loved this movie like I said. I and I said this last week on our movie was that I Peanut like Falcon. I like yeah. when movies have the right amount of comic relief yeah. at the right time. It's not forced, it's not awkward. Like don't get me wrong. I love comedies. I love rom-coms. But when you have a movie that is serious, but you have the perfect comic release, I know you were not jumping from this high, man. <laughs> you were like two feet tall. You were not jumping from up here. <laughs> anyway. <Yeah. laughs> um, but when they have the right, perfect t- timing of comic relief, and especially when it's in a family dynamic, it's just, that's like the perfect comedy to me. When it's family, like relatable family comedy, like perfect. Um so yeah, I just really enjoyed this movie. I felt it was really relatable. I felt it was really enjoyable. Yeah. Like this is like it's because I think this is this is only like the second film I've seen that was almost entirely in subtitles. I once watched a French film, yeah, in subtitles. Don't know why. I just did. Um, so I did. I don't know. I just felt really interesting. Mm-hmm. I also gave it a ten out of ten um, because, like I said, the direction was always on point. I was never confused. Uh, there was nothing really in the scenes that I felt like this was unnecessary. Um, this this went on too long. Um, I, I think it went in the direction exactly where the director was and the writer was envisioning. I could I could feel what they were trying to say to me. Everything about it, like I knew exactly what I try what I was supposed to feel like. Uh, the cinematography was fantastic. The scenery was great. Um, I, I think the set design was fantastic. The casting was on. Perfect. Yeah, like beyond perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I give this movie a 10 out of 10 for sure, just because I I really felt for this movie mm-hmm. more than I did for Peanut Butter Falcon, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. But I honestly, after watching, I forgot we watched Peanut Butter Falcon last week until you said it. Yeah. Um, that's because I have a bad memory, so. Dag. <laughs> So I think that that can do it uh, for this week. Uh, again, the movie uh, is called The Farewell. 
It's directed by Lulu Wang. It's on Prime Video. Both the standard and the 4K is up on uh, Prime Video. Yeah. So if you have an Amazon Prime, you should watch Checking this film. out. So with all that said and done, let's get out of the sad stuff. Do the best we can <laughs> by going into our next segment. Top three gaming news. Top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week, and we'd like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the games industry. Because I said that last week. So, like I said, uh, we are talking about the games industry. Uh, there's some news pieces that came out this past week, and we'd like to rank it three, two, one. I know. As per usual. So, let's go into our number three gaming news, and that is, oh boy, oh boy. Apparently, EA uh, canceled not one, not two, but yes, three. The rule of three. They have canceled three uh, Star Wars games. That's right. Uh, because good old Jason Schreier of Kotaku, Kotaku, actually found out from different uh, sources. And we can trust Jason because he is probably the most reliable source out there in the games industry besides Jeff Keighley. Uh, who we talked about last week, but uh, this time his sources say that there was a third Star Wars game that was canceled last year that was supposed to come out this fall mm. alongside of um, uh, new consoles, the new next generation. So I want to read this quote uh, from Jason's article. Uh, by the way, link down below if you want to read it yourself. Uh, but this is coming right after uh, that we, we found out that the Star Wars game that was codenamed Ragtag was canceled and the code name Orca was canceled. Mm -hmm. uh, Ragtag was I, I okay. I believe Ragtag was the visceral game uh, designed by Viscero with any, uh, Amy Hennig, and that got scrapped. Orca, I believe, was the open world Star Wars game that was kind of formed out of Ragtag, and then that was scrapped. So now, then it comes to um, this segment right here. Uh, it says, EA Vancouver spent some time designing ideas and prototypes for Codename Viking. And Criterion, it, by the way, if Criterion was the original creators behind Need for Speed, by the way, um, Criterion came aboard soon afterward. That was when the problem started. Although Criterion was, on paper, the lead studio, the logistical challenges of cross-country game development made that a difficult proposition. As one person involved in the game said, too many cooks was a running theme. Criterion lead, uh, leads had ambitious visions for the game, uh, aiming to put a strong focus on the story and characters. So then, uh, end of the story, you know, you get to see that it failed. It got scrapped. They couldn't come up with a, like, a good, solid mm -hmm. idea. They couldn't come up with it in a year and a half. EA didn't want to push the deadline anymore, so they, they scrapped it. Mm -hmm. And they gave Need for Speed, the franchise, back to Criterion. What do you think, Liz? I think this could be a good thing. Okay. And what I was thinking when you were talking about all the cancels and that one cancel led to another one, that that got canceled, and then mm -hmm. that led to this one, and this got canceled. I think it could be a positive thing because if you yeah. look at it, clearly they want to make a really good game. Clearly. So that this means is, when they do put one out, it sh they you'll know it, it it'll be good. Well, apparently this got canceled uh, either during uh, the the release of Jedi Fallen Order or just a little bit after Fallen mm -hmm. Order. So the, the, I I don't know. Like that's the thing. I I was thinking about that too. In fact, in my notes, I I even thought of this. You know, you know my big brain here. Um, <laughs> That I, I kept thinking that after the massive sales numbers of Jedi Fallen Order, I wonder if we're going to get as many canceled Star Wars games. Because they're like, oh, Star Wars makes money? What? And so they're going to be like, yeah, 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 we approve that. Let's go. Woo. Because even last week we talked about how Disney said like, mm -hmm. uh, oh, oh, it makes money. Why did you play with all of our IPs? That's possible. So it could go one of two ways. They could just be like, all right, we'll just throw out a game out there. Yeah. No big deal. But it could, if if it doesn't come out in the next year, mm -hmm. I think anything after that, it should be good. If it comes out within a year after Disney saying that, then it's probably going to be bad. Don't buy it, in yeah. my opinion. 
if it comes out after that, that means they're still taking their time. They still want it to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And I would trust that because clearly, as you can see, if they keep canceling them, they want something good. Yeah. They want a good, solid idea that it's just really a, a good product. So I would trust it as long as it doesn't come out a year after Disney mm -hmm. announces they'll pay lots of money for them to do it. Exactly. So, yeah, we'll see. This is kind of like, you know, three, two, one, you're, you're, you're striking out baseball. Is that a word? Anyways, the number two <laughs> gaming news. Uh, the number two gaming news is Animal Crossing. Woo! So, Animal Crossing. Uh, we have a picture over there. Mm -hmm. Drawn by Joe Hogan, by the way. Um, but Animal Crossing was shown off at a Nintendo Direct this past week. We watched it. Yes. I thought it was amazing. Yes. I got super excited for it because I didn't know the like theme of it was going to mm -hmm. be like island. I really loved that we didn't have to live in that four four house cubby that they had in the GameCube one because that's the only mm -hmm. that's the only Animal Crossing I ever played. Yeah. That was that. Yeah, I only played the GameCube one. I didn't play New Leaf. Yeah. Or so, Pocket Camp. Yeah. So as far as I've ever played, I didn't get to choose where my house went or what it looked like. Yeah. I love this. And that's a thing. Oh, not well, only part of it, but we'll, you know, read, read your quote and then we'll talk more about it. Not only can you move your house around, I want to. Okay. So this is uh, coming off of The Verge and they said top 11 things that we liked mm -hmm. about, but this is the one that I was most excited for. Yeah. And I talked to this about this uh, on the Instagram. Games groceries on what weren't. The Instagram. Uh, on the gram, um, <laughs> New Horizons will give you more control over nature than it, any of its predecessors. Uh, not only can you pull weeds and chop down trees, you'll also be able to demolish cliffs. Yeah. Create pathways across rivers. Instead of having to walk all I'm over. I'm not done. Okay. Silence. And even built stairs and bridges. <laughs> like most other features... Are you silent? <laughs> this won't be this won't be available right away, <laughs> but it looks like it will give creative players, unlike myself, uh, plenty more options for customizing their island. You may now. Well, it's a good, silence. It's a good thing that we are forced to share an island because then you don't have to be the creative one. Oh, yeah. You can say, Lizzie, build me a ramp. Well, okay, so this is my favorite. And this is my least favorite at the same time. Yeah. Because it's my favorite because I get to build a waterfall. That's amazing. And I, and I get to, you know, design where the cliffs go. I, I get a ladder mm -hmm. to climb up cliffs and I yeah. can build bridges. But here's the bad part. And they confirmed this. You could only play on one island per system. But you can have eight people on one island. Eight people on one island. And it's just like, that's great. Can I have my own island? Talk though? about too many cooks in the kitchen. Hey. <sighs> uh, but yeah, so like, you know, sometimes I'll be on my island probably. Liz will want something done in this part. Yeah. Maybe I don't want it. Maybe or vice he versa. He didn't put a waterfall where I planned on moving my house. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's just like. I do like that you can buy properties around you so you can expand and so that they won't put any houses near you, though. That's true. I like that. Um, I didn't. I also did not like when they said like, oh, and we'll update and we'll put in it once the tents are gone. We'll yeah. put in the buildings. I'm like, well, then it's not island life. It's a town. It's you're making the town that you had in the other games like that does not make that makes this not different at all. I didn't like how it was through free updates and not yeah. through They're your like, own what? building. Yeah, like that's my thing. Like, so like if you were to buy this game two years from now, you're, doing, you're not going to get, get the same doing experience. A marketing scheme per se they're making it sound great because they're saying look with the free updates like they're putting interface like free updates yeah then they're telling you the bad thing but they're making you think it's a good thing because they're saying it happy and putting bright colors on the screen and saying the word free yeah i mean that's the only thing i didn't like but yeah they but also they also revealed by the way this this just happened i think yesterday mm -hmm. they revealed that there's over 350 characters over 350 characters oh my goodness. in the game. That's crazy. I want to know what, what's happening with um, 
resetera, reset, reset, uh, the the little um gopher that if you if you turned off the GameCube and you didn't save and it's like, hey, don't don't turn off the game. Oh yeah. But the someone made a good point is that Animal Crossing will have autosave, so he won't really have. So it's weird. Yeah. Anyways, but but it the watching the video though made me want to play my game. On yeah. My GameCube. But that's the thing. I'm super excited for it. Like I'm excited for mm-hmm. more ways to pay off the debt. Like you can catch butterflies. It can uh, go for literally. You can do anything. You can do anything, and it will pay off your debt. Uh, you can mold the island. Oh, moving your furniture. Oh yes, you, you don't just, have to. You don't have push to actually it. use your character to push it. You can actually just pick it up and put it where it's supposed to go. I love it. Um, and ghosts. There's gonna be ghosts in the game. Yeah, I understand why that's a thing. I don't know why they're like. You know, what we should put in this ghosts. ghosts. Like ghosts. What? Wh- wh- why? I mean, okay, but why? But I'm super excited for it, Liz. I know you're super excited. Yes, I'm for very it. excited for it. I just wish I could have my own island. Yeah, that's the thing. I I want like my... I play Sims. I like things very particular. Yeah, he's gonna ruin it. Well, I know that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we pre-ordered it. Yeah. Um, uh, a couple weeks ago. So no shame. Yeah. Uh, we pre-ordered it because the uh, local game store that's by us. Um, it said, hey, if we pre-order any game, uh, it becomes five dollars off. I'm like, oh, uh, and you get a coupon, and you get a coupon. So I, like I coupons. So I pre-ordered Animal Crossing. Um, but yeah, so if you haven't checked it out yet, you know, the, the direct is pretty cool. It really convinced me that I'm going to love Animal Crossing. So wicked cool. Mm-hmm. Let's go into our number one gaming news is that, uh, Sony not only backs away from E3, but it packs, uh, <laughs> backs, uh, but it backs away from PAX East, but not because they disagree. Because of the coronavirus. Yes, which we've actually talked about this in other gaming news. In yeah. another episode, how the coronavirus has affected yeah. the games industry by de- possibly delaying. I don't think consoles. I reported on that. That was kind of like an honorary, honorary mansion. Whatever. We talked about it. Yeah. But, um, um, but yeah. yeah. So, again... Sony cancels their presence. Uh, the coronavirus has been heavily affecting the games industry, um, you know, so much more so as like there's possible delays to the next gen. Uh, possible. Yeah, possible. It's not confirmed, uh, but. Uh, uh, Why? Because I love pressing the button and I love pressing your buttons. <laughs> but uh, not only do they uh, back out of PAX East, like they're not going to be there. They withdrawn their presence. Mm-hmm. They've also canceled the live demo for Last of Us Part Two. Oh, so people won't be. They, they were actually planning. Like they're one hundred percent pulled out. Yeah, like they they said like, nope, coronavirus, it's deadly. Yeah. We're not going to go to Boston. Yeah. And then I said, what? Well, you. I was going to say that like you were kind of confused at how that relates. Yeah, because they're they're a Japanese company. The coronavirus is in China. Is it? Is it in Japan now? Because I know we I got hit know. with New York and Tampa. I don't know, but it is. They are within the same continent. Yeah. So I think they're just worried about possibly bringing it over, possibly bringing it back. That's true. I think just bringing your entire part, like a big section of your company, mm-hmm. on a flight where yeah. one or the other could get Corona, you could just carry the bug. I just I understand why they're just finding it a little too risky for everyone involved. Yeah, and so. um, uh, I I also had a quote right here, and I'm I'm just and we re- don't know where it'll be by the time Pax East starts. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I forgot I wanted to read this quote anyway. Oops. Uh, so this is from Sony themselves, and why they decided to cancel today. Sony Interactive Entertainment made the decision to cancel its participation participation. Good job, Adam. Uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> but at PAX East in Boston this year, due to increasing concerns, releasing the uh, also known as no- I'm not reading that uh, novel coronavirus, uh, we felt that this was the safest option as the situation is changing daily. We are disappointed to cancel our participation in the event, but the health and safety. Oh, here we go. But the health and safety of our global workforce is our highest concern. So they are Damn. they are like, here's the other thing. An airplane is the fastest way 
to spread viruses. Mm-hmm. So I, I get it. I understand. Yeah. But it's still just, I don't know. And you don't, but you don't know if anyone from China might end up on that plane. That's true. Like you just don't know. And with something as serious as the coronavirus, mm-hmm. I understand. Because like I said, I mean, it's been going on for a while now. You don't know when it's going to end. Yeah. You don't know if the virus will be gone by the time Pax East happens. So. Exactly. I mean. So I, I 100% understand. It stinks, but I understand. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, they, they're concerned about the health and safety. Yeah. Of their, and you can't fight with that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, unfortunately, we're not going to get that live demo. We're not going to get any gameplay of uh, Last of Us Part Two. But, you know what? Like what you said, at, at least, you know, people are safe. Yeah. Like, oh, no, we don't get to see a game that's going to come out in oh, a couple months. But at least they a don't months. kill, like, a thousand people with the virus. Yeah. So, I don't have the biggest problem. I was just confused. Yeah. That's all. Like, I, I wasn't disappointed. I was just, like, it's it's it's. It just Boston. took you a while to kind of understand why. Also, because um, I got uh, the stupid. So I wasn't gonna say that you weren't gonna say it, but you were thinking it. <laughs> you got the you got you misunderstand biology a little. Bit. I got the dumb. <laughs> you having fun there? You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so again, that was our top three gaming news. Uh, again, you know, going through it, EA canceled another Star Wars game in secret before it was even revealed. This was back in 2019. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, you can comment down below. Do you think that they'll ever uh, ever cancel a Star Wars game after Jedi Fallen Order sold super well? Uh, again, uh, number two, Animal Crossing, Nintendo Direct. What did you think? Did you see it? Are you going to pre-order it? Probably not because you're not going to get the same coupons as we did. But did you enjoy the Nintendo Direct? Are you excited for Animal Crossing? Write in comments down below if you're watching this on YouTube. And finally... Sony canceling their presence. Uh, do you understand? Are you a little bit bummed that you're not going to see gameplay of The Last of Us Part Two? Write your comments down below about all these news stories. And if you want to read all about this, we have all the articles linked down below in the description, both the audio and the video version of the podcast. So uh, I think this is a good time to go into our final segment. Every single week here on the Games and Groceries channel, we like to talk about, uh, you know, certain gaming topics in the gaming industry, whether it be about female gamers or game preservation. We like to talk about everything and all things here on the Games and Groceries podcast. Okay. Have fun doing that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we, we talk about a certain topic every single week. We like to talk about it for a half hour or so, sometimes with guests. Maybe there'll be a guest uh, in the coming future. I'm trying to fix my router, by the way. I'm so nervous in asking more guests on. I, I have so many people I need to reach out to. But if you've heard our past uh, past couple uh, guest appearances, there's been this hiss. And I know for a fact that's my router. And I've been trying to change settings on it just so that the servers go through. But lo and behold, there was still hissing. Yeah. Uh, and I know it's not like the biggest deal in the world, but I wanted to make it the best audio quality yeah. I can make it. So, um, but yeah, uh, hopefully getting it fixed in the next week or so and more guests are going to be on, uh, including, uh, Dan from the greatest story ever played a podcast. I don't think that's confirmed. It's confirmed. No. Cause we're bros. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bro. You know, bros always go on other, sh- other bros' shows. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, let's Uh, move into our topic. I don't even think you told them what we're talking about. So we are talking about the phrase "you ruined my childhood." Yes, Uh, and this this isn't used a lot anymore. But I I was no, it's definitely we're not like going on trend or anything Mm, like that. Um, (laughs) Have you met us? Well, (laughs) but I was thinking about it not too long ago, especially especially coming out of the rise of Skywalker. And that was the first moment where I felt like that's my pen. <laughs> oh my gosh, you are such an only child. It's mine. Um, I'm telling where, your mom. <laughs> fine here. Thank you. Sharing is not caring. Um, <laughs> where I felt like I was sitting in the theaters that this is just not what I wanted my childhood to be. What did you do to that thing? Yeah, my pen is back. Um, you know what I mean? Like I, I sat in a theater and I just felt like. This is really the end. 
This is yeah. all I've worked up to be. The end ruined the whole movie. Yeah. And that's the but, thing. Yeah. Uh, fight me on Twitter at Ace the Grocer. Um, but that's that's the thing. Is that like I that's the very first time I felt that way. And I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about this. So when we talk about the phrase, you ruined my childhood, what do you think we actually mean when we say that? I think it makes I to me at least, it means like they're making you view oh, I broke it. See what I mean? Oopsies. I said, What did you do to that thing? Because now pick it up because I want the dog to eat it. Okay. Continue. That's not even a pen anymore. Um, <laughs> when to me, when some when I say like you ruined my childhood, it means like you made me think a different way about something from my childhood. Yeah. Like when you go back and watch a show, like when you go back and watch an old show or movie when you're little, and you notice all the dirty jokes, mm-hmm. like that you didn't notice when you were little. Not that in particular, because that kind of kind of makes me enjoy it a little more because it's funny. Yeah. Um, that Disney <laughs> did all that. Anyway, but just those things that make you think about it differently Mm -hmm. or just it doesn't even apply. And it's just like, why are we talking about this? Why does it matter? Why did I need to know that? Um, Just things like that, like just kind of makes you look back and be like, oh, um, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. Where it's just kind of like it makes you reflect. And and I don't I, I think people want to keep this bubble on their childhood where oh, it's definitely. sacred. Yeah. Uh, it, those are my memories. Those are my best memories, especially if uh, you, you were picked on in high school a lot and you go back to your childhood days and mm-hmm. you're just like that, that is my childhood. Do not ruin it because that, my, that memory yeah. is sacred to yeah. me. I will treat it religiously. Um, and, and I think that's what, uh, I think you na- hit the nail right in the head there where it's just like saying mm-hmm. that, um, and I want to talk a little bit more about that uh, going forward is that you don't want to ruin your own childhood. Yeah. Now, I already talked about my experience with Rise of Skywalker. Have you ever felt like that before? You don't seem like the type of person to have, you know, like, oh, my childhood was ruined. Yeah, I don't really have that a lot because I like learning Mm -hmm. those like weird things that I didn't know about when I was little. Like when I read like if I ever see like articles about like Harry Potter or anything that I was interested in when I was younger or still am interested in, I like to learn those things. Yeah. Like I like to learn the meaning behind a scene. Like even if it's Mm -hmm. something insane, like they're like, did you know this movie was based on this? I'm like, no, I didn't know. That's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, like, so I guess I'm, I'm not really that type of person. I like to learn obscure facts that make me look at it different. Yeah. Now, what do you think about the other dynamic? Now, this is um I feel like it lessens the the whole phrase you ruined my childhood, but I think what you're talking about is exactly what it means. But what about when a company kind of milks that franchise for all it's worth? Oh, that drives me crazy. Yeah, did did you ever feel like, feel like that before? Um yeah, when mostly with basically what Disney's doing. Yeah. Yeah, um, with, uh, with Toy Story. Yeah. That's ruining my childhood to mm-hmm. me. Like that's more of when I say it, it's ruining. It's like you're taking something that was just so pure and good. You could have just left it mm-hmm. and then you didn't. Yeah. And that's it. And and that's ruining it to me because it's like you could have just kept it pure and amazing. And mm-hmm. now you're just you just want money because, you know, you can. And I love yeah. that my niece loves Toy Story. Yeah. But my child is not watching these new movies. <laughs> it's not happening. They're going to end at two. And they're not even going to know the others exist. Wow. Now, talking about games. Now, Gears of War came out when I was in high school. That, that came out mm-hmm. when I was a sophomore in high school. So I can't really say it was my childhood, but it was still a formative year to me. Yeah. Uh, in my sophomore year of high school. And the direction they're taking Gears of War for me is just kind of like you're ruining what I loved. And, and I feel like mm-hmm. exactly like that, where it just felt like. You could have just stopped yeah. at three. If you play Gears of War 3, it was an amazing ending. Yeah. I loved it. It could have just ended there and just have it complete. But yeah. that's the thing is that companies can be greedy. Companies can mm-hmm. really build off your nostalgia and just say that like, well, you know, it's going to sell because remember your childhood? Yeah. And I think th- another example from Disney mm-hmm. is all these live actions. Yeah. They're 
taking my old movies that I loved, especially Aladdin, like you know what Aladdin means to me. Yeah. That was like my movie. I watched it with my dad. We loved that movie. Watched it all the time. And they're just making all these movies into live action because they can. And that's literally the only reason they're like, oh, look, we can show all the special effects we can do. Mm-hmm. And it's stupid. Um, But yeah, it's those things that I'm just like, hmm. But yeah, like that feels more like ruining my childhood than the making me think of it different because I love that stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Um, before we move forward, um, we, we ask you guys on Twitter and uh, Instagram, you know, you know, a little question from the topic that we're going to be talking about. And I like to read, um, you know, our favorite uh, comments that we have so far. And we have from from uh, at Commander Nikki. And I asked, you know, what does it mean to ruin your childhood? And come on, computer. Uh, and she says, <laughs> a bummer for me was that some things are not as huge as they've seemed when I was younger, mm-hmm. which is what you were talking about. Turns out I've grown. I like what she says here. Right. Turns out I've grown. Uh, not much, though, since I'm a little tiny bit over five foot, but it's still made a difference on some things. Uh, you've grown in your mind, not your stature. Um, sorry, Nikki, I'm six foot. Seven. It's okay. I'm um, only five, two, and three quarters, and you don't even look that short when you're in video or pictures. So, I love how you didn't correct me. Uh, but I never. What did you say? I said I was six foot seven. You're uh, six one. Dang okay. It. Uh, but I really. Uh, but she says I. But I never really, as far as I can remember, had a ruined childhood moment, uh, as some clickbaity articles might suggest. Mm-hmm. I like what she said there. If anything at all, they maybe told me an interesting fact that. I, as I now as an adult can appreciate or it was a quick laugh or gasp that I'll never think of again. What do you yes. think about that? I like 100% agree with this. Let me just scroll back up real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I like where she mentioned um, that it wasn't as big as you thought it was. Like I remember when I was in college, I came back and I dug out the GameCube and everything and I was like, I'm going to play Animal Crossing. Yeah. And it just wasn't as amazing as I had remembered it being <gasps> when I was little. Hey, I listen. I just come from back from my very first semester of college. I was tired. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So you got to give me the benefit of the doubt on this one. Okay. But it's things like that where it's like you're like, oh, this was awesome. Like we were trying to watch Even Stevens. Oh yeah. On Disney Channel. We're like, we're gonna watch Even Stevens. This is gonna be fabulous. It's yeah. great. And we watch it. We're like, I'm so bored. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was so bored watching that show. Or even watching Kim Possible. No, that's still amazing. Well, like the the <laughs> continuity of Kim Possible sometimes, especially in the first season. Oh yeah, we're like this doesn't make sense. Yeah, and that's the thing is that um, I like what she says that, mm-hmm. and, and I kind of agree with that. It's not that your childhood was ruined. Nothing about your childhood is ever ruined. It's just that you just you... realized you watch stupid shows. Well, yeah, like not even that, <laughs> but. You've grown. Yeah. You've grown as a person. And, yeah. And that's the thing. It might not be as big as you thought it was. Mm-hmm. What's this? Okay. Don't get distracted by the trending tab. Don't get distracted. Stop it, Adam. Um, but it's not as big as you thought it was going to be. Yeah. Because you remember it in such light. It's almost like when you're playing video games, right? And, mm-hmm. you, and you remember video games having like the most amazing graphics in the world. I still remember when I was a kid, and I might have shared this on the podcast before, um, where <laughs> I remember sitting in my friend's basement. We were playing Mario Kart 64, and I just remember thinking, graphics are not going to be like it, they're, this is where their peak is. Like, they're not going to get it. They can't get any better. Than they can't get any better. <laughs> and I just remember thinking that, like, wow, this is the future. Mm-hmm. This is where games are going to go. And now, if you put in an N64 game after playing, like, even a Plague Tale Innocence, where, where the the graphics are just amazing and gorgeous. And then you go back to Mario Kart 64 and they're all polygons. I thought the graphics in Sims 2 for GameCube was amazing. Yeah. And that's the thing is that like <laughs> things change, things grow, but that doesn't change your memories. Yeah. Because that's the other thing is that like, let's say you are upset about the graphics in Mario Kart 64 and says like, Oh, well, this ruins it. Like, I can't go back to it. You know, by the way, if you say that about Mario Kart 64, yeah, you're wrong. I mean, Double Dash was better. But uh, that doesn't change the point about those yeah. memories. <laughs> I, because nonetheless, you know, whether or not the graphics be great, 
on Mario Kart 64, it doesn't change the fact of why I was in my friend's basement. We were all yeah. chilling. Like, we were all, like, really good friends. We were, we were like, reading, like, BMX magazines, you know, and just mm-hmm. uh, really, uh, man, th- those are good days. Now I'm, like, reflecting back of, like, that day, you know. Um, those were good times. Those were good times. But it doesn't change the memories that you have yeah. attached to those games. It just changed the fact that, that the appreciation of that game, if, if that makes any sense. No, that that makes sense because like you might not be playing it now. You might never want to play it again because it might not be as good as you remember. Because you it. want to play Double Dash instead, which will never cease. Yeah. But um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you just you can still look back and you might not you know think of just the game, but you'll think of the whole day, the times you had playing it like when you were talking i was remembering playing sims 2 on gamecube with elena Mm -hmm. and it didn't just make me think of one time when we played it It remind me of any time me and her hung out yeah and still hang out so it's just it's a good reminder oh yeah it it is and and i think it's you know i think it's a good thing to go back Mm -hmm. now again going on to nostalgia i think that in terms of marketing a game, you know, especially when you're doing a remaster or uh, especially like the Spyro and mm-hmm. uh, Crash Bandicoot. Nothing wrong with those remasters, by the way. Um, but it's saying that nostalgia can be your best ally or your greatest foe. Yes. And I agree. What do you think about that? No, I definitely agree with that because it can be your best ally because when you look at something that's remastered from your childhood mm-hmm. like that you could be like it could just be amazing just bring you back to your childhood but like still have it be updated and nice but it can also be a great show because you'll be hypercritical of those things and oh, i'm yeah. saying that from experience like when someone's redoing a show or something that i like it better be good yeah it better be phenomenal if you're going to make me come out and watch this. What was the one movie? It might have been Toy Story. I feel like it was something else, though. Mm-hmm. That it was like... What do you think? What, what was what it about? Was. I don't remember. Cartoon or live action? I, I feel like it was live action. It was Oh, like, here's another thing. What if they rebooted... Which I think they are. I think they there was in works. What if they rebooted Back to the Future? What would you think about that? <gasps> yeah. But, and I saw a picture of this. I saw a picture online and it looks so cool. Wait, this is like wait. a blind side for me. He's like catching me off guard on here. Wait, 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 wait. But now this isn't true. But what if Tom Holland was uh, Marty McFly and Robert Downing Jr. was the professor? I don't know if Robert Downing Jr. I don't know if that's the right part for No, him. no. Iron Man and Spider-Man. I understand that, but that's yeah. no, you can't, no, you can't just do those things because like, oh, it relates to something else. Like, no, especially now with Back to the Future. That's not a part for Robert Downing Jr. It's not how it works. Tom Holland would be an amazing Marty. Yeah, Black, he would. But Robert Downing Jr. is not a good doc. No. Yeah. No. Oh, it was doc, not the professor. Yeah. It was You're doc. right. I know. Yeah. Because I've seen the movies multiple times. You saw it once after no. I forced you. Exposed. <laughs> This is so. This is why this means a lot to me because, like, I love those movies, and I didn't get. I w- had been trying to get Adam to watch them since we were dating, and I didn't get him to watch them until we were married for like two years. Exposed. And I had to buy them to get him to watch them. Oops. So, <laughs> fight me on Twitter at. So Ace we have Grosser. like an anniversary, like amazing edition of all yeah. three Back to the Futures. Yeah. So I really like this movie series. Mm-hmm. It would that'd be one of those things I'd be hypercritical of. It would need to be perfect. Because that can... Like, don't, don't do some... Don't do this these trashy movies that we're getting now. Mm-hmm. Don't give me a trash movie. This better be... Like, this on better point. have, like, Harry Potter or Star Wars care on them. Yeah, and that's the thing, is that, like, nostalgia, in that sense, can be the greatest enemy for because your marketing. Could, but it could also... Yeah. But but also flock to the theaters. Um, I also want to read this comment from Volt Supreme, who commented uh, on Instagram... Uh, who says, the only thing I can think of is Ridley Scott director. Uh, he actually added Ridley Scott. Yeah. Um, ruining the greatest alien movie of all time by directing Alien Covenant. All that mystery ruined. He could have uh, he could have, and should have just added more mystery when something terrible is created 
it's hard to disconnect from something you love from of the past, then maybe your childhood or something is ruined. And he's trying to say that, like, why couldn't you just leave it be, mm-hmm. maybe add more mystery and something terrible happens and that kind of just defeats the entire franchise. Yeah. And I feel like that's why I haven't been playing a lot of Halo lately. I used to play Halo all the time. But since playing Halo 4, and especially the campaign in Halo 5, but mostly from Halo 4, it just kind of dipped me away from the franchise. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, ah! And I think this kind of touches what I was going to say, but you interrupted me. Well, I always interrupt you. I know, because you're an only child. Yeah. And I'm a middle child, so I just let you. Yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) what I was saying before was that um, there was some movie, and you might remember when I say this, but... I remember I had said, like, I don't care that there are children here. It's not this movie's not for them. It is for us. It might have like Incredibles, too. Yeah, that's not what I said. That I don't think that was one. I feel like it might have been Toy Story, but I feel like it was live action. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember. Yeah. But I remember saying, like, this isn't for them. It is for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it is for us. It is not for these tiny children. Yeah. Go away. Because it's from our childhood. Yeah, it was something like from our childhood and it was an update, which is why I'm thinking it was Toy Story. But I feel like that was too long ago. You know what we haven't touched at all? We haven't touched the Lion King Aladdin remaster for PS4. It's sitting there on our... I know. I keep... I, I look at it, I'm like, oh, I should play that. But then I'd have to put it in the PlayStation and I'd have to upload it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, um, I'll update it on my day off. And then I play it first. Yeah. You can play first. Well, it was your Christmas present. It was my Christmas present. And an- that was another Aladdin thing from my childhood. We mm-hmm. had I had Aladdin for the Sega Genesis. And you have a lot of connections to that certain game. Mm-hmm. Because like that was the first time your mom like actually like played a video game and yes. really loved it. I just it. remember this. I And I tell a story all the time. My mom, I think my mom, this is one of the things my mom denies. But I came home from school one day. Mm-hmm. And we had, so in my house, we had a finished basement. That was our playroom. That was where we had our TV, all of our toys. Mm-hmm. It's where we hung out. I came home from school. My mom was in the basement playing Aladdin yeah. on the Genesis. And I just thought it was the funniest thing because I was so out of my mom's character. And my mom and my mom loved this game because it was very technical. It, my mom loves to have those like more things that it affects the way her brain works. Mm-hmm. Like she used to sit there and she'd play solitaire with her hand behind her back, mm-hmm. her hand on the mouse. And she'd sit there and play solitaire on the computer. Like that's how she played. She played Sims like that too, I think. I don't remember. But anything that involved her, like it was total focus. So I just that was like that's like a funny memory of my mom to me. And so, yeah, this Aladdin game was huge in my house mm-hmm. for, a, for a while. It was a staple in our house. So. And it, on the Genesis. On the Genesis. Like, yeah. it, it was an old system. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited to play this. I never played the Lion, Lion King. King game. Which I I don't did. know anything about that. But the Aladdin one is, like... Mm-hmm. The Supreme. Yeah, it's, like... And that's the thing, is excited. that, like... It doesn't matter what happens to the Aladdin franchise. Well, like uh, I'm talking about the game franchise. Like, what if they really remastered and made it a 3D model? Like, it doesn't disconnect from your memories mm-hmm. about the game. That memory that mm-hmm. linked you to that game, I, because I don't think the game is a is the dividing factor for that memory happening. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, that key memory. It's almost like your sense of smell where. Yeah. Um, like I remember the first like three obstacles mm-hmm. of that game. I remember you had to walk across fire, you had to climb up a ladder and then you had to climb, you went, you climb and then you go here and then you climb. Yeah. Because you're running from the guys with the with machetes. The, yeah. The machetes. Whatever they are. The Synthar? Wait. Oh, no. Now I can't even think of it. Yeah, I don't remember the name of them. So I just... Big, long... Big, long machetes. They they turn, and then there's another turn, and I could draw it. You call them machetes. (laughs) Whatever. But then again, I can't think of a name, so I can't really, you know, dip on you. Whatever. Um, But yeah, I think kind of wrapping up our conversation here, just because game designers or people want to make remasters of certain games, I don't think that discredits the any of the memories that you have no in your childhood in your teenage years in your high school days like for me uh me and my best friend um i'm gonna, I'm gonna drop his name what up john how you doing yeah because uh, that's such a descriptive <laughs> name <laughs> john <laughs> but like 
John is my oldest friend. He's my oldest friend. And there have been so many days after high school where we got home. Like we got to his house. His house is my second home. And we played uh, Midnight Club every single day. And you guys did that in college, too. And then I had to sit there and watch. Oh, yeah, too. Yeah, and Midnight so Club. My boyfriend comes home from college and I spend it in his friend's basement watching them play video games. Midnight Club and Halo 2 was our go-to games. Yep. Midnight Club. And that's the thing. Nothing's really happened with the Midnight Club series. I think they like really run it down into the in the drain. But that doesn't discredit our memories with no, Midnight Club not. ever. In fact, I yeah, I still have it right there of the PlayStation 2 version. I still have it. I see it right there. And it doesn't discredit. You know, it doesn't matter what happens to that game. doesn't matter if I enjoy it today. It doesn't discredit for what memories we had yeah. uh, back in high school. And I and I love those memories we had where we were just popping sushi and playing Midnight Club. Uh, his house was a was a Chinese home, so his mom always made us sushi when we got home, and we played Midnight Club. Oh, it was the best! Um, or they were eating pizza. Or we were eating. Oh, okay. One last memory before we uh, disclose this: that because we were so awesome in high school, we got like all this Pizza Hut, uh, so much that we each had a medium sized pizza. A pizzone, a, a little dish of pasta, and a two liter of soda, and we downed those. It's amazing that John was as small as he was in high school. Yeah, I was fairly skinny in high school. I didn't gain weight until college. Yeah. That's the thing. And, like, he used to down, like, 10 Whopper Juniors after high school. Y'all are disgusting. Yeah, we were. And why you had Pizza Hut before you dated me? When we dated, you guys made me eat Papa John's. Papa John's better, better pizza, better ingredients. By Disgusting. the way, watch watch the Papa John uh, interview on HD podcast. That was an amazing interview. It was it was really eye opening. But that you know enough plugging another podcast. You know, listen to more of our podcast. Um, but yeah, and I, and that's the thing, and that's the thing I will kind of want to end on is that I have so many memories that are connected to video games and connected to my friendships through video games mm-hmm. you're connected to a lot of memories through video games and movies and mm-hmm. all these childhood memories are not discredited because you may not enjoy a video game anymore or enjoy a certain movie anymore nothing is discredited and i think you should cherish those memories you should if you don't enjoy the game look back on that game and say man if it wasn't for this game i probably wouldn't have made this friend I'm thinking about mm-hmm. making a video about how the division um it, it kind of saved my life and through a friendship through the division. Uh it's probably going to be another video down the line, but yeah, I I don't think that a, a game can ever ruin your childhood because no. those memories will always be cherished in your life. Yeah. Any other closing thoughts? Um please don't remake and ruin Back to the Future. Yes. But Tom Holland would be a good Marty He would Marty. be an amazing Marty McFly. I'm not denying that. And that kind of makes me want them to make it. Mm-hmm. But it, they need, like I said, it better be perfect. Otherwise, don't do it. Yeah. And if uh, and if John is listening to this, I'm going to test him to see if he actually listens to the podcast. He says Ooh. he does. John, if you listen to this, uh, oh, what's something that Make you... like a code word. Yeah. Okay. Code word. I'm going to give Adam $100 <laughs> tomorrow. Or... No, so John, if you're listening slash watching this, yeah. text Adam. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, t- oh, uh, what is your favorite memory with us? What's your favorite memory? Oh, I with gotta us? get all sappy. Yeah, I am gonna get sappy because I have so many memories with John and I've shared with him. Um, Should I turn the camera back on? No, we're, we'll <laughs> we'll end it there. Sorry, guys. So we thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Thank you, John, for listening to this week's podcast. Let's see <laughs> if he's actually listening to this. Uh, we thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media at Twitter, uh, at Gaming Groceries. I'm at Ace of Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. So that's the best way you can reach us, quite honestly. And we hope you all have a safe week. Have a great week. Bye.